You're listening to Spinning Around with Hyla Minogue on Area 3000. Welcome back to part two of our show tonight on this beautiful Monday evening. It's around seven o'clock and honestly, let me just take a second to just appreciate the fact that you're listening in and giving us the time of day here. I've really been enjoying doing this show for all of you and uh, I hope that you've been enjoying it too, so I appreciate it. Hope you've also enjoyed that very classy mix by Meg 4x4 as well. Can't believe one of my <laughs> own tracks made it in there. Thank you so much. And But more importantly, goddamn, that closing track is sexy. For those who are wondering and missed the interview, that closing track is called Up To You by Dreamcast Mo. I highly recommend chucking it on for any occasion because that piano-based drum beat combination is a vibe. Anyway, my friends, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, be it cooking, working, or twerking, Thank you once again, as always, for tuning into our airways for more conversations and mixes with dance music's latest and greatest. My next guest this week is an upcoming Nam-based DJ and producer that is bringing some heat to our humble city. Another favorite of Nam Crew Novel, this man has played at venues like Color, The Third Day, Burke Street Courtyard, and co-founded his very own events group, Haptic, which is set to present a disgustingly good lineup at 524 Flinders, featuring the likes of DJ R. Lee, Hyperbinary, RBI, among many, many more. Little might you know, Regular patrons of Fitzroy favourite The Rook's Return may already be familiar with him. Having made mixes for In-House Radio, Gold House, President Press and the Novel Cast series, it's no wonder that he's becoming quite sought after among the wave of emerging DJs in the scene. The embodiment of speed and power, my guest is none other than Tom Walpole, aka Heat Wave Tommy. Hey, Tom, welcome to the show. How are you going? Thank you so much for having me. That intro is great. That's just, I love it. No, that was awesome. Um, Good. I'm doing well. Excellent. Excellent. Um, I'm, I'm well, thank you. I just, uh, uh, firstly, I think this is such an important thing to talk about. Congratulations on getting married recently. <laughs> <laughs> Who's no, the lucky we, spouse to be and how'd you pop the question? Uh, no, it's actually just my house, mate. We had a, <laughs> we had a real, like on Sunday, we just decided, hey, look, we're in lockdown for another week. Let's uh, <laughs> let's just like see what we've got in all our cupboards. And we all just brought out some stupid outfits. And Ash goes, I think it'd be really funny if we just like got married. No way. That's <laughs> hilarious. I, I've had family members call me <laughs> and congratulate me, which was... Which was it was funny, but also like at the same time, I was like, "Oh no!" <laughs> what did uh, what did Mum say as soon as she called up? Uh, no, Mum knew it was a joke. Okay. <laughs> I had like I had an aunt that follows me on Instagram, um, like message me and just be like, "Like congrats!" <laughs> like, and I was like, "Oh no!" Oh no! <laughs> Uh, and I'm pretty sure my, my, uh, my, one of my uni teachers commented on my photo with like a red love heart. Like, oh, that's cute. I mean, it's sweet, but I was like, oh, damn, like it's funny. I, I might just keep going with it. Do, you, do just... you think that this might have ruined your prospects for a future partner? <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> but um, it was, yeah, no, at, at the time we were thinking like, oh, like, are we, <laughs> like, are people going to take this seriously? I was like, oh, no, it should be fine. And then I've had quite a few people message me saying, like, congrats. Oh and some, of, some of them I've gone along with it, and some of them I've gone, no, it's just a joke. Don't worry about it. I see, I see. So you're still actually a single Pringle. Oh, yeah, 100%. Oh, ah, yeah. excellent, excellent. For all the people out there with the hots for Heatwave Tommy, please note. <laughs> 
that he is still on the market. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, how is single life for you? Is the uh, dating, obviously the dating is not happening during lockdown, but uh, what about off lockdown? Do you have a lovely romantic life? Oh, like on and off. Yes. There's all like, you know, 20 somethings have, but um, oh, excellent. excellent. I've, uh, like, I've enjoyed being single for a while. Just get to do my own thing. Oh, I see. Which is, um, which is good. Um, um, what's your, what's your ideal date? What do you do? Oh, that's a, that's a, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> Like, I don't know. I like, like, I don't mind. Like, going out for dinner is always fun. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, and finding new places. I don't like going to the same place. Ooh, okay, okay. Um, because then it's always, you know, uh, it, it, could, it could go good. It could, like, not go too well. But then you got to make the most of it. Yeah. But, um, you know, yeah, just, like, going going on dates, finding, like, cool, new, interesting places to go. Going to events and stuff as well is always fun. What's the, uh, I'm curious to know, what's the weirdest date you've had? Weirdest date I've had. <laughs> Um, the one where you just came out of it and you were just like, that was so strange. And you, maybe you saw them again. Maybe you didn't. But it just left a very, very strong impression on you. De- definitely when I was, I was, I think it was at um, Section 8. And um, this girl that I met on Hinge, you know, got along pretty well. And then her ex rocked up. Oh. And then. So I, I, I immediately went. She was like, oh, that's my ex. And I was like, oh, sick. You know, like, I, don't know. I was like, I don't really care. Like, that's not yeah. like, you know, you obviously broke up for a reason. But then she invited him to come sit over. Oh, Jesus. Like, <laughs> oh, man. What? And I was like, I was, I was sitting there like, uh, yeah, cool. All right. Um, and like. It was, it wasn't weird for me. Like, well, okay, obviously very weird for like, you know, hey, that's my ex. Hey, I'm on a date. Let's bring this dude over. Yeah. But the, 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 the best thing about it was like, we actually got along really well. <laughs> so you, so you ended up adding this guy on Facebook and uh, you guys have been hanging out ever since. Like, huh? like I've actually caught up with him a couple of times, which is oh, no hilarious. Wow. And, and, I, and I never, never really talked to her <laughs> after that date. Like it wasn't like, you know, it was just like. It didn't end terribly. I was just like, that was fucking weird that you invited your ex-boyfriend to come sit down and have beers with us. And then it turned out that we're like, you know, we're actually kind of good mates now. Wow. She obviously has very good taste in men. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, obviously. I, um, by the way, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about uh, what's going on in your life because yeah. I know that you're currently studying music production at Coal Arts sure at the am. moment. Um, how'd you, how'd you find it? And uh, when do you graduate? So um, I am absolutely loving it. Um, Excellent. The, the production aspects of it, obviously more than some of the other ones. Um, oh. But there are some other, like, you know, we do like a journalism course and there's a, um, oh, wow. but it's like specifically like music journalism, which is great. And we've had some nice. really cool artists come and give speeches about that kind of stuff to us, which is something I didn't think I'd be that interested in, but it turned out I really enjoyed it. Um, right. And nice. What are the other ones have I enjoyed? Oh, there's one called Critical Thinking, which is, you know, just, what do you, like, you learn in critical thinking at Colarts? What, what's the uh, what's the deal? It was like it was surprising that it had nothing really to do with music. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. But, but I think it's more of a way of just like training your brain to like critically analyze stuff. And oh, right. Which I guess it, it yeah. So it's more yeah. It was like writing, but writing in a way that like you haven't before, and like thinking in a way that um, has been different to like your previous trains of thought. Which is I thought it was like really interesting. That's that I enjoyed that subject. Nice. Um, and then there's ones which I see the potential of, and I know that it is going to be good for me in the future, but I just can't wrap my head around. Like what? Like what? <laughs> like, what are we talking um, about? Studio recording techniques, which is like it's really interesting, but uh-huh. like I have like really bad ADHD, so <laughs> oh, I can't no. sit. I can't. I can't sit still, and like this is sitting in a room 
I, but it is tactile, which is great. I get yeah. to touch stuff. I get to like put mics up, which I like doing. Yeah. I get to sit down and learn like how to put like an AB spare pipe, AB spare, AB pair space mic around a room to like mic a drum kit. I'm like, yeah, this is interesting. But when I have to write it on paper and sit down in a room for two hours, <laughs> I just go nuts. Yeah. I just, I'm, I'm sitting there and like, after the second trimester or third trimester of it, I told my teachers, were like, right, Tom, go out, go have a diet, like, go get a coffee. <laughs> like, like, and I'd just be like, yeah, sweet. I'll be back in five minutes. So I go outside, do a lap around the block or something like that. I am just like- Excellent. Very hyperactive. May, may I ask, uh, when you go for your diet breaks, yeah. is Port Royal Raw the choice for you? <laughs> <laughs> no, that was, yeah, that's why I, th- I saw a mate had like, I think, oh, well, like, there's like this- Melbourne, I don't know. I wouldn't say influencer, but yeah. like she's like you know, Winnie Blues. Oh yes, yes, like, yes, yes, yeah. yes. And I saw that like, ah, that's funny. And <laughs> I was like, cool. I'm definitely gonna post that. And <laughs> you know, Port Royal Raw is not bad. I mean, Area Three Thousand does not condone smoking. Do not smoke. It is bad for you, but it is good. It's definitely, it's definitely bad for you. <laughs> Um, tell me a little bit about Haptic because um, cool. I want to know how it came to be. I'm aware that you guys are very focused on uh, the idea of sensory stimulation and that you also have a visual element to a lot of your events. Uh, how did that actually come about? I personally have been wanting to start a group for like ever since I first got into the music scene because I was just like, this is sick. Uh-huh. Also, someone coming from like, you know, that I didn't actually grow up in Melbourne. So like it was like... I wouldn't say harder, but like it was just, you know, I didn't really have that much of a reach in the community when I first started. Right. Um, and, you know, now thanks to some amazing friends and lots of colleagues that I've met throughout the, um, you know, my few years in Melbourne, I'm happy to say that, you know, I'm happy where I'm at. Yeah, I'm happy excellent. that, like, you know, this reach that I've got at the moment. But Haptic first started with my friend, first, like, it was my friend Monty and I, like I met Monty just randomly when I was playing at um, the third day once and he went to the school like near me in Geelong and like knew some of my friends, which was cool. And he just came up to me and said, Hey dude, then started chatting. And then we became really good mates. And over a few courses, like course of a few months, he introduced me to his friend Austin. And we realized that we all had this sort of similar goal to like run events. And I'd been to a couple of park doofs that they ran And then I said, all right, I want in on this. <laughs> <laughs> and they went, yeah, cool. All right, done. Um, and we ran one out in uh, Temple Stowe, which was so sick. Hell yeah. And just had like, you know, fair few bunch of people rock up, you know, and then, but the main goal of like what we wanted for these doofs was like a place that people could feel safe and a place that people could enjoy themselves to as much as they want, but also be like, like also kind of like know that at no point in time will anything like, as much as like to our extent that we can handle it, like, yeah. go bad or go wrong. So they can, you know, nice. just feel like it's like being in a club or like, you know, at a mate's house, except like, you know, you're out in a park listening to some like, you know, hectic industrial tech. <laughs> but, um, and that, I think we pulled it off really well in the first one. Um, Hell yeah. Nice. It was, there was like, you know, no rubbish, nothing went wrong. There were, it was just like, wow, no rubbish. That's pretty rare. Well done. Yes. So, uh, well, we did cut the music about it. Right, everyone, you know, we've we've provided something for you, and now you can help us not get a fine from the parks. Yeah. <laughs> um, but and then everyone literally just got bags cleaned up in twenty minutes and it was done, which was great. That's so nice. Hell yeah. So, yeah. So like the whole purpose of haptic is to provide something to like our mates and like hopefully in the future like the big wider community that we have wanted. Like it is you know very specific Ooh. in sort of like rave 
so it's you know it's always going to be pretty fast and it's always going to oh, be pretty hectic you know yes we've been seriously lucky that some of the contacts we have um especially now we've got our friend josh fuentes on board he's oh, nice. helping us he's helping us with like that guy knows everyone <laughs> he, he knows everyone um which is just gnarly and you know the us four have such like di- such a diverse friendship group and knowledge of the music industry, wow. but also we all hold the one goal. So I think that is going to be very beneficial for us in the future. Hell yeah. And it's also just a great, just great to hang out with a bunch of mates and just talk yeah. about music. Like it's, yeah. <laughs> when you, um, I mean, you said that you all have one goal, which is awesome. And it's that fact yeah. that, you know, you want to eventually be doing events um, further down the line. But yeah. where do you see, do you think Haptic will be the one to sort of outlast those, you know, next five to 10 years? Or do you think that you see it becoming bigger? Like, what do you envision for yourself? See, I, see, that's the thing at the moment, because we've only, you know, we've only been around for a couple of months. Mm. But um, I think my personal goal, yeah, I definitely wanted to, you know, keep growing, make it bigger and better and, you know, ultimately just see where it takes itself, I guess. Yeah. You know, it could do anything, but I think the group goal at the moment is just to provide something for people, you yeah. know, just like, because as we were thinking, like, obviously there are huge, like big rave events in Melbourne and that's where we got the inspiration from. Mm-hmm. But I'm really grateful that we get to handpick these amazing artists. Yeah. And like, you know, we've, I, and like when Austin said that he booked, he's got, DJ Ali to play. I was like, you're, I was like, you're kidding. Like, <laughs> I, was, I was like, you, you've, you've genuinely got to be joking. Like that's actually, that is unbelievably that, sick. Like, that dude is wild. Like some of the shit that he makes, I can't believe how he does it. Like, and, and his work ethic as well is incredible. Yeah. As well. Yeah. He's just like, he's something else, yeah. you know? And, you know, and I'm Joey as well. And like Mickey Knox and RBI. Like, yes. I'm just, yeah, very, very lucky. It's very, I know, I'm just grateful. <laughs> good, good. I'm just, I, I feel very stoked that, um, like, I can help run this because I'm not. I was going to play at the five two four events, but then decided, you know what, I want to actually try and focus on um, to help manage the night and just do some background stuff, which is Hell yeah. something that I haven't really done. So, like, I'm pretty, I'm excited for that. So five two four, what's the max capacity at five two four? I think it's sitting at four hundred. 50. Holy shit. That's going to be amazing. Uh, do you want to go much bigger after that? I hope so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. So um, so currently we're up to last round of tickets, which is wow. uh, pretty exciting. Um, we're just, yeah, so we sold out the whole, sold out general, uh, the early birds in like a day, which we was pretty. Yeah, nice, nice. Uh, over the mood about that. Like, I mean, uh, the whole day, Josh was just sending updates. He's like, oh, 90%. Like, oh, <laughs> yes. But um, now that, you know, the impending doom of lockdown is going to strike again, I think, um, mm. you know, even though, because it's meant to be on the 13th, yeah. <laughs> which is in 12 days, <laughs> <laughs> just- which I don't think, we don't think we're going to be able to lock down, lockdown or a big event like that. We'll be able to go ahead. So it'll, if it happens, it happens. Yep. Great. If it doesn't, it'll be postponed. And you know what? That'll just give us time to sell more tickets. Yeah. Like- um, just a just a reminder for all of the listeners out there. Uh, these interviews are pre-recorded, and uh, at the time that you are listening to this, it will have been a week after I have chatted to uh, my good friend Tom here. So, what was your reaction and everybody else's reaction? when this lockdown happened and you started thinking, oh shit, what's going to happen to 524? Uh, I'm pretty sure immediately in the group chat, Austin goes, hey guys, it's lockdown. <laughs> and we all just went, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> because 
it's like, remember the last little five days snap lockdown that was in? Yeah. Uh, um, Monty had actually planned a, a huge doof at his, um, this farm out near the Grampians. Um, fully paid for everything, like full function one sound, full stage set up. Um, we had, there was meant to be like five, Five or, so, five or something, hundred people there. Whoa. Everyone, everyone had bought tickets, and then locked down. <laughs> so there were there was a bunch of people stuck in the Grampians for a few days. No shit. Was, wow. Yeah. Um, and so when we heard about the lockdown again, I just I called Monty and I was like, "Oh man, <laughs> like, are, you, are you okay? Like this must be <laughs> he's got having flashbacks of like a few months ago. The poor guy. Well, I mean, you know, at least people won't be stuck out in the fucking middle of nowhere at this time. So yeah, uh, but they just got to have a little do for a couple of days. So I don't think that were too mad. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's good. That's good. But, um, we were just thinking about deposits and stuff, I guess. Like, because if it, yeah. like, it'll be postponed because I think we've got such a big, um, like audience like you know big uh, what's the, what's the word? Uh, big response to this at the start yeah, so i feel like yeah. they're probably going to want to just postpone it you know we've got um a couple of deposits for stuff like we've got the sub temple sound system Ooh. which is Ooh. yeah very is, spicy so this is the first time they've ever used it in the club no shit it's the one from deep jungle at strawberry 2019 how did you manage that that's incredible the the, the many the many the mystery of what josh <laughs> <laughs> uh, shout out josh as if I you're said, listening in yeah <laughs> thank you josh legend as, the, as i said yeah the man knows everyone wow. damn also put in some absolute hard yards oh excellent that's yeah. good well um you know i really 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 do hope that uh, at the very least you can come out with some sort of positive outcome um, at the end of all this, because honestly, that lineup is, like I said before, it's disgusting. It's amazing. <laughs> um, especially, uh, I've also uh, had a listen to, you know, Disgrace, uh, DJ Bell, obviously, um, Hyperbinary, uh, yeah. obviously also RBI. Shout out RBI if you're listening to this. Flux Club, you guys are amazing. And DJ Ali. God, I got to get him in for an interview sometime. I wonder what that'd be like. Oh. That'd be so cool. Be- <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, I want to uh, bring it back for a second because I know that we're living in the present right now. But yeah. um, let's go to the past. To the I past. want to ask you a question. Yeah. At school, why were you known as the thickhead of the group? <laughs> <laughs> I know the exact photo that you're talking about. <laughs> this was, I'd say, 2000 and oh, dude, this would have been like 2011 or 12. Yeah, wow. How old were you then? Dude, I would have been like 14. <laughs> <laughs> that photo, I haven't seen that photo in ages. <laughs> That's funny. Think, oh, dude, that was just a nickname that one of my mates gave me for like just because I was genuinely just an absolute dork. <laughs> like, I was just like, I was just this big, lanky kid. Like, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I was literally just a big, lanky idiot in, right, like, right. in, in like year seven. And so he just called me thickhead. And, <laughs> and, that, and luckily that didn't stick when I moved to Geelong. So that was art. Uh, I see. Oh, so you're not actually born in Geelong. <laughs> no, I grew up in Northeast Victoria. Oh, um, gotcha. Out in the bush. Oh, excellent. How far out in the bush are we talking? Uh, so I'm like in between Falls Creek and Mount Hotham. So Jesus, that is a while. Yeah. Um, so it take me about 20 minutes to drive anywhere <laughs> oh man um so what's it like actually being from the country and now you know being a big city kid um i've always said that country kids that move to the city and like adapt the city lifestyle kind of just like 
not to two mate home, but no, it's up. Like, <laughs> no, not even me specifically. I've got so many mates from the country that have moved to the city and not adapted the city life and have just like still do the same old country shit. Oh, up real? In, up in Melbourne. And I'm just like, maybe not. I'm not, I'm not even going to say mates. I'm going to take that back. Oh, <laughs> oh, shit. oh just shit. Like, just like people that I know that have moved to Melbourne from the country and just like, you know, obviously aren't respectful of people. Like, right. not people, but like, you know, like a lot of country people are just, absolute pricks like, uh-huh. well <laughs> you know, i mean I, I don't know i don't know a lot of country people yeah. to be honest but because yeah. like a, a lot of people i grew up with like you know not that i actually have anything to do with but i just like you know even like not to say backwards that's probably a bit much but okay. like uh, just not very acceptful of people and just like you know oh. they come to melbourne and they just like do dumb shit and just like you know right right yeah, right but but then the kids i reckon that come to the city from the country and just go yeah this is like i love this place i'm gonna like this is going to be my home now and like adapt that lifestyle of the city. And it's like, okay, it's a, it's a, it's a good way of growing up and it's a good way of maturing. And yeah. I like, you know, I've been in Melbourne for almost four years now. And I like, if I could talk to <laughs> me four years ago, I'd be like, Whoa, dude, like, <laughs> like just chill out, you know, like everything's going to be cool. Um, but also grow the fuck up. Like, <laughs> right, right. Did you sort of identify with those country people the first year that you came into the city? Uh, actually, no, I wouldn't say that because I moved from, so I moved to Geelong uh, in year nine mm. and then went to school in Geelong for four years. Yeah. And then and then I moved to Melbourne. So I lived, I lived at home for one year. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And pretty much just worked for an entire year. Oh. Um, and then moved to Melbourne and then moved in with kids I went to school with in Geelong. Right. Okay. So they were, they're all, you know, pretty much semi city boys anyway, like that, you know, not city city, but more less rural than, you know, my hometown. <laughs> Geelong's not too far away. Yeah. Not too far. Um, I think that was, yeah, it was, it was great. It was a good, it was a good step up. You know, I think it was a good, like the first, I lived in my first house in Geelong in, in um, Melbourne for two years. Yeah. The same guys. Yeah. Um, and then we all went, all right, cool. We've had our two years of just being absolute idiots. Um, <laughs> you know, let's move on. Then I moved to Richmond with um, my, one of my mates from, that I lived with for two years before. Yeah. And then one of my mates from home. Right. Right. Oh, wow. So he's, you know, but he's the almost like, he's the all like, you know, the epitome of what I said before of moving to the city and adapting oh, the city. You know, yeah. Right, it's great. Right. You know, yeah. Making that transition from sort of, Country to Geelong to the city, and then you made that conscious decision of like, yes, I'm going to adapt to the city lifestyle. What flipped that for you? Or has that always been a sentiment that you've had before you even came here? I think it was going to co-ops that actually gave me that first big flip. Right. Um, Because I was in and out of just shitty little jobs and just like laboring and stuff like that when I first moved there. And that, you know, wasn't really (laughs) what I, you know, as much as it was good money, I was just like, oh. You know, <laughs> and then um, studied film production for a year and just absolutely, oh, wow. and just like, it was cool, but I just hated it. Like it was, it, oh, wow. it was at, um, at Swinburne and that was, you know, I can't remember. It was this weird, I can't remember what the course was, but it was like, it's called screen and film actually. Um, and it, right. Why'd you hate it? Uh, it just wasn't for me. Uh, okay. I wouldn't, yeah. say, I wouldn't say I hated it. It was like, I found it, as, although I found it interesting, I just didn't. Find, didn't find myself engaging at all. Yeah. I, I couldn't even force myself to engage. <laughs> um, but it was just like going back to school, man. It was it was weird. It was like eight till three, five days a week at Swinburne. Right. Or four days a week. And I was like, oh, cool. I did not do 13 years of school 
to just <laughs> come back and sit in a room all day. And then I obviously stopped that yeah. and then went to Colarts and was just like, mm, I'm in love with this place. Like, yeah. The teachers, the teachers are all just like these brilliant, brilliant people. And they're also driven and focused towards like our learning and what we want to do. Yeah. And like, I've never felt more accept- accepted into a community and like a space other than, you know, in the, in the music, well, that is the music industry, uh, essentially, yeah. but you know, other than work as well. Um, like it's just, yeah, I've, it's, it's this year and last year, I've just had so many awakenings into like, you know, what I want to do with my life and Whoa. how I want to live my life. And I'm just, you know, I'm humbled to say the least, like, you know, uh, especially getting this, getting this job at like the Rook's return. Like I actually went there on a date um, with Lucky Now, who's like one of my really good mates. And then uh, she knew the, um, she knew the manager yeah. and then he comes up, you know, had a few drinks with this. And then he goes, oh, I've got to go guys. Like uh, I'm doing some like training. I was like, oh, you guys hiring? He's like, yeah, like, cool. Can I have a job? <laughs> and he was like, yeah, cool, dude, done. Wow. So I came, in for, I came in for a trial and I've been there, is it June? Yeah, I've been there almost six months. Jesus. That, yeah. that was the <laughs> easiest job ever. That's amazing. <laughs> it was awesome. And like, I have never, yeah, again, never felt more welcomed into a place. Yeah. Because, you know, I've worked at some, I've worked at Platypus, like the shoe store for the last two years. Mm. And as much as I like everyone that I work with, that, like, oh, God damn, I'll never work retail ever again. Yeah, that's totally oh, fair. Retail man, it's soul crushing. <laughs> <laughs> and then like I, w- I wake up to go to work at Rooks and I'm just genuinely excited to work every day. Like, and it's just that's like so good. Such a brilliant community. Everyone's yeah, I love it. Do you want to give a shout out to some of the Brooks crew that are listening in? Right I, well, now? I, yeah, I hope well I, I know they definitely will because last <laughs> yeah. time I was on a I did a I did a I did a little like, guest mix for the um for and Kiss FM oh, a couple of weeks ago, nice. and um I got a call I got a, a call and a text from in like my work group chat and they were all listening to it at work. Oh no <laughs> shit! Wow. Yeah, just <laughs> great. So shout out to Rooks. I fucking love you guys. Yeah. Um yeah. Rooks is a great place for a date, by the way, people. If you're ever out in the Fitzroy area, it is nice, secluded, very quaint, but also at the same time. Good buzz, good vibes, good energy. Great buzz. Now, I, I do want to uh, talk about something else as well that I think uh, probably you might not have thought about for a little while, but I feel like is quite important in the context of your life. Yeah. Uh, something that's not quite as advertised about you is that you started a project called the 98% with some friends of uni, uh, which focused on the fact that 98% of students were struggling with mental health at the time that you did the study. Um, yeah, thank you so much for bringing this up. This is like a seriously important, um, seriously important project of mine and yeah. some mates that I did with at uni about like, because they, yeah, they literally did a survey at Collarts and 98% of people said they were feeling depressed or even just down throughout ISO. And that resonated- That's a lot. That's a lot. Um, and that resonated with me a lot because I suffered pretty badly during ISO. Um, like right. with depression, like I was, you know, uh, diagnosed with clinical like severe depression for what like five months i was finding it struggling to get out of bed i just like you know people know how it goes but it was uh yeah yeah it got got pretty fucking bad um as (laughs) as you can imagine being cooped up inside uh both my housemates worked uh five six days a week during lockdown so oh wow um yeah lucky managed a cafe and aiden was a sparky so i was literally by myself in a house just doing fuck all and that just you know didn't help. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, so we were like, cool. We were given a, um, a template for a project that we had to uh, come up with one of our 
Well, I don't remember what class it was. Um, uh, is it creative journalism or something like that? Or, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't remember what class, doesn't matter. Um, and we decided, cool, you know, we've all, and all of us, like, we're chatting about mental health at some point, and we're like, cool, like, well, this is something we all resonate with and something that, you know, has had an impact on us for this time. Yeah. Let's let's do something on that. And we um, reached out to people in the, at the Collats community and mates as well um, and got them to just, Give us a little insight onto what they, how their lives have been, how they cope with stuff, yeah. what they do creatively, and we just made a little booklet, a little leaflet, just on like you know people's experiences. So like you know people had something else to resonate with and something else to just you know have a little bit of contact. And we had gave people's numbers nice. if people wanted to chat to people, you know, gave people's details and information if they wanted it to be shared. Wow. And you know, obviously had a page of like you know Lifeline and just like help pages. Yeah. Uh, written on the back of the book. And then we got one of the, uh, some Collart's talent to design a heading and design the book. And that was, it was a great little project. That's awesome. Well, yeah. I mean, that's, that's fucking amazing. Like, especially in the creative industry, uh, with musicians, with filmmakers, with artists, whoever, <laughs> I guess it's a bit of a chicken and egg thing where people have to wonder, like, is it the industry that's making people mentally ill or is it the mentally ill that are going into the industry? But um, <laughs> it is uh, such a prevalent thing among us. And for no matter what the reason is, uh, everybody needs a bit of help to get along their way. I actually saw a meme. Um, and thank you for telling me about your struggles, um, because I really do appreciate that. And that takes I, I know not a lot of people would be open about it, but I think being open really encourages others to be as well. 100%, yeah. I've actually seen a meme that you made that said the recipe for making Tom is quite simple. Coffee, alcohol, and large amounts of anxiety. Does that still <laughs> hold true to this day? <laughs> where the fuck did you find that? <laughs> Dude, I don't, where, where, was that on Facebook? It's anywhere. It, it, it sure is. But yeah, that's like 100% facts. Like, uh, I'm just saying, I feel like I, I use my my nervous energy to, to, I don't know, fuel everything. You know? yeah. like, uh, my, my manager at work and I were talking about like using our ADHD as like a superpower. Like, yes, <laughs> weaponizing ADHD. Like I can get to a point if I, with my hyperfixation, I can like normally it's like, hey, cool. I'm going to, oh, I've got work. Fuck yeah. Let's see what, I, let's see what this weird Wikipedia, Wikipedia page is up to. <laughs> uh, let's scroll through like, you know, the history of Nikola Tesla. So that, <laughs> so that dude's up to, and then, you know, four hours later, I'll be like, oh shit, I've done no work at all. But like, you can get to a point where you can turn your hyperfixation onto what you want to do. Really? And like, oh yeah. How? How do you do like, that? Um, sometimes it just happens. Yeah. And you go, and you go yes. <laughs> um, but sometimes like, if you just like, I found if I go back and forward from things a lot, and minimize little things like just say I'm getting distracted yeah. and there's, and there's a book next to me and I go, Ooh, or like a comic or like I've watching a YouTube video. Yeah. I'll go, I'll let myself watch one, yeah. but given the proviso that I shut that screen afterwards uh, and then go back to something else. And then if I start getting distracted again, like I'm not allowed to do that, I have to find something else. So it's either me running out of things to do <laughs> <laughs> or I finally lock into what it, cause I remember, doing this once 
like, and having an essay, just started it. And then by the end of the day, I'd done most things around my house and I was like running out of things to do. But then I looked at my computer and during the times in between that I was doing stuff, yeah. I was actually writing my essay and I'd finished it. I was like, oh, cool. Whoa, that's, wow. That's done. Holy <laughs> shit. This man has yeah. literally figured out how to uh, break ADHD. That's inc- yeah. incredible. <laughs> but then like it, it happens very irregularly. So it's either like, it was like the other day I was having reading i was had to read a huge thing for uni and i was like oh, oh this is boring um i'm gonna go ride my bike and then, <laughs> and then it's just like well, this is like a week and a half ago and i rode from where did i ride to i rode from like oh dude i rode for like 10k and i was like oh shit like i should probably go home you did a forest gump you literally I, did a forest gump i just i just put my headphones on this road Wow. And then I was like, oh, I'm meant to be like reading something, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> um, I saw that you, when you were younger, you actually used to go mountain biking. Oh, yeah. Which is I, awesome. I used to, yeah, I used to race down here mountain bikes, which is man, so gnarly. Holy <laughs> it was shit. so much fun. I've always wanted to learn. It looks amazing. Like, have you ever had like a really bad accident? I've had some pretty bad crashes, yeah. Oh, shit. Um, what's, the, what's the worst injury you've gotten away with? I actually have not, I haven't, I've really broken one bone while riding which animals even it was on a motorbike so like that doesn't even count <laughs> but um i've hit my head pretty pretty bad a few times and i've you know oh, um, i was racing at uh what was it it was um i was racing in threadburg and um i went to go turn this corner and my uh-huh. wheel went in between two rocks and just stopped oh uh, i was going like 50 k's an hour as well and i was like, oh shit straight over the handlebars and like rolled all the way down the hill. And just like, yeah, and I don't know how I didn't break anything. I was just covered in cuts and grazes. And, and you didn't run into a tree or anything like that? I've run, I've run, I've run, into, a, I've run into multiple trees. Um, <laughs> I once had bars, like handlebars that were a little bit too wide and I would turn around a corner and they got stuck in between two trees. I could hit oh, either shit. side of the tree. Th- yeah, that's how thin the trail was. And then that sucked and I like winded myself on the- um, Oh man. <laughs> winded myself on the handlebars. <laughs> Why'd you why'd you drop mountain biking though? It so, it sounds so cool. Pretty much just moving to Melbourne. Ah, I see. Like yeah. had a the, there was a you know two and a half thousand little bikes sitting in my shed. Then I, I was just like I haven't I haven't fucking ridden this in months. Um, and I, I almost got like like really like sad over like not riding. And I felt bad that I had this like lovely bike sitting in the shed. Oh man, and that I just wasn't you know like the closest downhill trail that I found is in little Uyangs out near Geelong. Right. Um, which is fun, but, uh, you know, I drive a Toyota Corolla. Like, I can't fit my bike in my car. Like, <laughs> I don't have a tow ball. Like, I can't put a bike rack on it. So, like, I made the very sad decision to sell it uh, a couple of years ago. How was that? How was that? Oh, dude, I, oh. So, like, I've had this bike since 2015. Um, and I, it's just, like, I loved it to death. It's yeah. this beautiful, like, black specialized bike. Oh, man. <sighs> and then... Um, I was like, fuck it. You know, I need the money. Um, it was just oh, before man. lockdown. It was just before lockdown. I sold it actually. Oh, no. um, and then found this kid who looked like he was, you know, really wanted to do some like mountain bike riding. And he was like, he was like 18, I think. And he came over and he's went like that. And his mouth <laughs> just like dropped when he saw it. I was like, All right, this is actually really wholesome. Oh, nice. 
Oh, you're passing the torch. That's I was so passing nice. the torch, and then his dad was like, "Oh, are you sure you need it?" And I was like, "Fuck off!" Like, just, like, <laughs> <laughs> just buy it, mate. Like, I need on, this mate. money, dad. Fuck off. Yeah, like. and then like you know, I sold it, and then we went straight into lockdown, and I obviously didn't have a job, so I was yeah, like, holy shit. I do, I do want to ask you about that because um, you did tell me that, you know, obviously you were going fucking crazy during that time. You were yeah. like, sinking into um, the depths of depression. Yeah. What were the things that were on your mind um, that you were struggling with? And then at the end of all this, how did you sort of come out of depression and what was that process like? It was a lot of it was to just do with like, it was a lot to do with money. Yeah. Because like, you know, I didn't have a job and we didn't get JobKeeper. Oh, fuck. So I went from March to August without a job. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> and that sucks, man. Oh. It was just like, you know, uh, that was pretty shit. Also went through a breakup, which was also Fuck fun. Um, like, yeah, like t- in terms of breakups, it wasn't that bad. Yeah. But like, it was just, you know, the, you know. A- adding being, on everything. like Just adding on. Yeah, yeah it was great. Um which was like, yeah, I think the, the the breakup was definitely a big part of it because like, you know, we were such good friends and it was more of like a, like, you know, we're only 20 something, you know, yeah. we don't need to be in a relationship. And then it was just like, but hey, like, we're still friends. I want to be friends with you. And then we just tried to hang out all the time, but it just didn't work. Like, like we're still like really good mates to this day, which is great. Nice. And so, like, you know, like, the, you know, that's a really good thing. Yeah. You know, you know, we were with each other for a number of years and like, Having that someone that close to you for so many years just to, you know, never see them ever again, you know? Yeah, yeah. Terrible, but, like, you know, we didn't break up for any bad reason. We were just like, fuck this. Don't need to really be in a relationship. Yeah. With this young, it's just going to end badly. So then had to deal with, uh, you know, from being almost with her every day for the last two and a half years to- Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Being alone. No, (laughs) it's just you and your hand. It's just you and the hand. Yeah. And it was just like, yeah, that, that fucking sucked. Yeah. And it was just like, I don't know. I got into my head a lot about like my future and about what I wanted to do. Mm. And I was really confused about what I wanted to do. And then I was just like, this is just like when I started actually like sitting in my room and mixing properly. Like oh. I had this little DJ controller and I was like, you know what? Fuck this. Um, I got all my, uh, uh, no, when did I get my, I got my job keeper at some point and I was like, fuck this. I'm buying some decks. Oh yeah. You know, I've been, I've been sitting on this little controller for so long. Like, you know, yeah. I need to, I need to buy like, you know, standalone mixer and Whoa. decks. It's like sick, done. Hell yeah. Bought that. Um, and then you, you I like, it sounds so tacky, but like music definitely fucking saved me, man. No, dude, that, that ain't tacky at all. That's like, yeah. that's the real shit. Like, yeah. Like I just sit in my room all day and mix like, you know, no one was home. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just turned, turned up and because I, this last house I lived in in Richmond, um, was like my best mate. Like one of my best mates lives next door. Uh, there was no one in the house to the left of us and across the road was a like German friend, Tim, who was just like, who we met while we were there and he's just the funniest dude ever <laughs> next to that was this couple who also just got around us as well oh, no so we had the whole end of our street in richmond where we could do whatever the fuck we wanted wow. we were there for a year we had some pretty like gnarly parties not one noise complaint not anything just because our <laughs> whole end of the street was just kids that our is age. the luckiest a result and they were also at our house <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and then in lockdown we just did the same thing you know it was just us three just being dickheads yeah. like and no one cared. Oh, that's good. It was great. Well, I mean, at least you had, like, uh, a few people that could be around you, like, during that time. Like, that's oh, really nice. Like, I had my, 
Yeah, like Aiden and Lockie, I lived with them. Like my two best mates in the whole world. And like, they were so supportive yeah. um, and so and just like, yeah, it was really great. And my actually, so Ben, my friend Ben and Lockie, we moved from my old house and then Ben moved back to Geelong during yeah. lockdown because he was like, yeah, stuff this. Like, I'm going to go, go live with my parents and not pay rent. That'd be, that sounds That's like- That's a very smart idea. idea. Yeah. yeah. And then Aiden, you know, uh, Aiden had some- uh, drama, like yeah. you know, some shit go down at his old house. I was like, "Hey, can I move in with you?" I was like, "Yes!" <laughs> <laughs> and then his and then his job eventually got canned. Oh shit! Um, so, but he like wasn't. It was only the last you know couple of months. So then we just got to hang out all day, and that was at a point where I was so content with where I was in life. Yeah. After you know going through a few months of just absolute shit. Yeah. Um, I was just so content with who I was and like you know where I was going, especially after you know literally just finding what I wanted to do, which is great. And now like fast forward to a year and a bit later, I'm, you know, sitting in my room, I've started a music group with my mates. Like I'm just like, I'm, you know, into my final few trimesters of uni and I'm just like genuinely fucking stoked to be here. <laughs> Man, oh, my heart is feeling very warm right now. <laughs> God, this is, this is yeah, so nice to hear. It's wholesome. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm on the verge of tears. Like, uh, oh, this is no, it's like I, I love hearing about you know how you know you go through a shit time and you know with the power of not only oh god, I, now I feel tacky saying this with the power <laughs> of music and friendship, you can sort of <laughs> come out of this like in a, in a better way. No, that's really that's really fucking beautiful. Yeah, can I ask you? Uh, yeah. A couple of questions regarding some very popular catchphrases of yours. Firstly, <laughs> speed and power. Where does that come from? What does it mean to you? I can't even remember where I thought of that. Oh, no, speed and power. It's from Top Gear. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jeremy goes, speed and power. <laughs> and so, like, we spent a number of, like, you know, weeks and weeks just watching Top Gear in Wild House. Oh, so wow. We just, like, yeah, that's it. That's what it's from. I forgot that. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and what about, um, and what about, because, because, I look at this and I laugh at it every time, but I'm also sort of like, perhaps you've experienced this before. Six hour vinyl only trance mix. <laughs> so this is from Pitch when uh, me and my mate's watching Papa Smurf. Oh, yeah. And like the, the advertisement for that was four hours vinyl only trance mix. And we were going, oh, no, I'm going to do a six hour vinyl only trance mix. And it's like, this, I was just really, like, really fucked up on like Pitch Black or something like that. And just talking some absolute shit I'm like no I'll do six hour vinyl transmix like <laughs> I'm sorry that is so fucking funny <laughs> it's so it's so stupid and like now I'll, I'll have people like message me and be like oh shit I forgot that like that was you because like I don't have my name anywhere on my Instagram so like <laughs> people will be like why is six hour vinyl only transmix transmix messaging me that that's so fucking good. I fucking love that. Papa Smurf. I know you don't like new media and, uh, you know, shout out to you. Obviously, you are the trance daddy what of, of Nam what for sure. But uh, I hope you're listening to this. I genuinely hope he does. I fucking love you, Papa Smurf. He <laughs> waved Tommy is coming for you with a fucking six hour vinyl only transmit. <laughs> I'll, I'll have to learn how to spin wax. <laughs> well, we can work on that. We can work on that. Now, I'm coming for you in six to eight years, Papa Smurf. <laughs> Uh, <clears throat> maybe longer <laughs> um, alright I've got one last question for you now before we wrap up and head into your 
I'm using all the heat puns here, but like, uh, it, this is ge- quite genuinely a very hot mix. It's, um, <laughs> the temperature is quite high. This is certainly going to make a lot of people sweat. So I really do appreciate you bringing the heat, the speed and power <laughs> to uh, spinning around on Area 3000 with me tonight. So here's my last question for you. How would you summarize your life so far in one sentence? That's a good one. That's a really good question. Um, just trying to think of like a sentence that's going to make sense. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like there's been a lot of ups and downs in your life, so like it's yeah. it's kind of hard to sort of put that all in one one go. Yeah, it, like it is. It's been a. It's been fun. It's been difficult at some points, mm. but I feel like mostly my life has been um, pretty unreal, to be honest. Um, all the stuff that's gone wrong is pretty much just all personal stuff. I've I've really had yeah. any fucked up events in my life that have you know, yeah. traumatized me, which I feel like I'm very privileged and lucky to have had like, you know, not too much crazy shit happen. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I can, yeah, as much as there have been ups and downs, uh, the ups have been so much more dramatic and life changing than the downs. And I think, you know, as much as that I've, I've, uh, I've, uh, changed my, turned my life around, like, you know, when I was in that place and used that to an advantage to help you know, better myself. Um, yeah, I'm just genuinely stoked to be here. And I'm happy to, you know, happy. I'm very happy where I am right now. Is that the, is that the sentence? I'm- that was a long fucking sentence. <laughs> but like- <laughs> that's a, that's a nice paragraph to uh, summarize the life. Yeah, that's a good pa- oh yeah. yeah. I'll call that. Uh, how, about, uh, <laughs> how about we'll just go with, I'm genuinely stoked to be here and uh, yeah, we'll call it a day. I like that. All right. Excellent. Excellent. Well, I'm also very, very genuinely stoked to not only be here, but also to have met you and to be heading straight into this mix here tonight. People that are listening here, uh, you are in for some very, very beautiful bangers um, on behalf of Mr. Tom Walpole, a.k.a. Heatwave Tommy. I hope you've had fun. I have. This has been great. Excellent. This has been, yeah, I've genuinely really enjoyed this. Excellent. No, I'm uh, I'm very keen to uh, actually see you in person at some point. I think uh, I'll come down to Brooks Return sometime. Oh, I'd love that. Excellent. That'd be gnarly, yeah. <laughs> All right. People, thank you so much for tuning in once again. You have been listening to Spinning Around with Hailey Minogue on Area 3000, playing Heatwave Tommy right now.